Welcome to Bookcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Tune in to a live discussion at 4 p.m. UTC on Friday. Hey everyone, welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all the crypto bulls. Here we to discuss most exciting industry topics with the best industry experts, influencers, and remarkable personalities. I'm Konstantin Kogan, co-founder of Bullperks, and we're excited to welcome a very special guest today. Uh, meet Larry Vosking, who's a four-time Grammy-nominated producer, strategic project chief uh, at NFT Oasis, number one Amazon best-selling author, and NYU professor. Larry has worked with celebrities like david bowie mgdmt sean lennon the beach boys uh sammy hagar bad company alec baldwin and with companies ranging from unicef mtv nbc madonna's maverick television sony music and many others as a strategic project chief uh, for nft oasis he has overseen numerous metaverse uh, concepts and experiences and it's just really delightful to have you here larry uh, hi thank you thank you boom after hearing all those accomplishments, I'm really tired. I should go to bed. Like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but it's, yes. you know, it's when you do what you love at the end of the day, whether it's short or long, you have more power than when you started because you're doing something that gives you energy. And I've always loved music, helping people, and have been lucky. You know, I mean, I, I will say it's it's dedication, but also luck and dedication and and being in it for the long term, not just the short term. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you write in a book, I know you write in memoirs, and you have such an exciting stories to tell, I'm sure, like meeting all those celebrities live, you know, like, and that like some, some people have never had this opportunity to have like to chat with like Freddie Mercury, or like, you know, or Andy Warhol, or I mean, like other people, like, you know, and not just like, like acquaintance of one minute to have actually sit down in the room together and see how are they right in um you know if we can say like you know off the records you're telling me that you know you've been approached by some of the um, like f people who are trying to film documentaries and actually know how they behaved right you know but so having all this right and now you know what coming back to the topic of our conversation uh, we're talking about the life of art music and metaverse so what made you like become interesting like you know even in metaverse ah uh, thank you well like a lot of people during the first pandemic lockdown of 2020 i was on clubhouse i met a lot of people and i'm part of a, a little group called the satoshi roundtable this crazy shirt that looks very like kind of metaverse -y. and i met this guy will o'brien who is you know a very smart business founder leader um you know mit business and other things and and so we became friends and we were hosting clubhouse talks with people like tim draper the great you know legendary evangelist for bitcoin and other things and and you know he posted something like should i come out of retirement because he he had so many successes before he was 40 he was already retired and like i looked on facebook and like like hundreds of people said, oh yeah, like if you're doing it, we're, we're gonna get behind you. So I went on a holiday for two weeks. I came back and he raised like $4.7 million or something and, and had a whole team. And I'm like, wait, how about me? And, and so we joined up and, and I suddenly saw what the metaverse could do, which is you can project people like 
sitting in front of a green screen into like this fantasy world, but not just a fantasy world where you're watching it, but you're in it with them. And, and that is a game changer because I've always been a live on stage or live in the audience person like everyone else. But suddenly I can be sitting here and be seeing a K-pop festival in South you know, Korea and, and actually be interacting. And, and so that was a game changer. So I joined NFT Oasis and I never really, I, I've seen people get famous and it's like a rocket. They're like, their life is, I saw Ed Sheeran go from like nothing. And then suddenly like a week later, it was like this. And then it just went straight up. And I feel like that's what's happening now in Web3, even with the cryptos being down and, and the things of 2022. I'm, I know 2022 is going to be, because there's, there's too many good people. We hear about the bad, but there's too many good people in Web3. It's going to happen and it's going to be the future. And you have to pivot with the future. Yeah, I, I love your positivity. I think it's very important given the circumstances and the trust we have to rebuild with everything that happened. And there's an interesting um, article. So per New, York, New York Times, you know, the Rolling Stones uh, became the first band to do a live concert on the Internet. Right. So I'm sure you remember this. And yeah. Today, we see a lot of live concerts on YouTube and even like, you know, people try to perform metaverses, right? And so how can metaverse help music artists unleash their talents and like and unleash their full potential? Uh, great question, Constantine, because so much of what we have right now is fragmented. Like I have a wallet for one place and a different wallet for another and a different and, and none of them connect. Like. At NFT Oasis, we just did a concert with a guy named Keith Harris, who is the drummer of the Black Eyed Peas. So he played live mm -hmm. in front of people in Los Angeles, but it went out on our metaverse, but it was not just with people with Oculus who were in the room as Oculus. Other people were looking at it on their phones. Other people were looking at it on their laptops. And so, and it was also live streamed across all the potential live streams like YouTube or Twitch and other things. So suddenly anyone anywhere with any device could see this concert and they don't have to be in Los Angeles. So that's a game changer because even a live stream, like I watched Kiss from Dubai on New Year's 2021 and like you had to pay, you were on one platform, it was that moment and that's it. Here it's like open for everyone and it connects all the dots together. Now, if I'm going to wear my devil's advocate's hat and like try to kind of go further with yeah. a lot of criticism that regular people might have to the metaverse who yeah. don't understand their concept, not clear what's the value proposition, they're like, okay, guys, blah, 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 you're amazing, you're still rumbling about this. But then, like, you can broadcast on a traditional TV stations or anything, or even through life, like, you know, through YouTube live or anything like, and I can see the picture and maybe that's enough for me. What's so unique about the opportunity to actually perform inside the metaverse? Let's talk about it and go deeper. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll give you an example. There's a English singer, Imogen Heap. She was, if not the first, one mm -hmm. of the first music artists in 2015 to mint an NFT. She was the, what, the first music artist that NFT Oasis had. And after she played, she came out in the audience. And some of the people who are just avatars like could talk to her. And you can't do that on a live stream. And you, and you can't do that at Madison Square Garden where I live. So one of the people came up and said, hey, it's my 50th birthday today. 
and and I can't, it's so cool to meet you. And somehow one of the people from NFT Oasis on the design team pulled out a birthday cake and and gave it to Imogen and they, she sang happy birthday to him. So the kind of you, experiences you have here are not something you can just watch on TV or just go to Madison Square Garden and see, you know, Beyonce playing. Like there, there's more of a direct connection to the artist and the fan or the follower that can interconnect and interact. There's something further I wanna say to answer this question about people like, you know, people say like, why do I want an NFT? Like, like something I can't put on my wall. And I credit mm -hmm. the great Matt Medved from NFT Now as saying to me something so beautiful. He said, how much time do you spend staring at your wall versus staring at your phone screen each day? And that, that's, that's a cause for action. We are, we've changed. And there are even now digital screens for your collection and all kinds of things. Like I'm, I'm going to be posting this in my NFT Oasis penthouse, and this video will be the video playing. So people a year from now can see this, and they can also be in my penthouse and meet me, and we could be sitting around having a fake drink or, or shooting fireworks or, you know, I don't know, having, throwing stars that, that blow up in the sky, like all kinds of fun things you can do. And that's, you know, for a guy at my age, like most of my colleagues are like, what do you mean that web three? It's all a bunch of pirates and scallywags and scoundrels. And then there's the bad people too, you know, like, like they only hear the bad news, but the wonderful news is it, it creates a sense of childlike wonder and everybody wants mm -hmm. that childlike wonder in such a world that's so dark and uncertain right now. So this is an interesting question where we can go to the next one. So Blackpink, you know, the famous Korean girl group, right, has been awarded for the best metaverse performance at the MTV VMAs uh, for their in-game concert of you know, BG Mobile, right? And then basically during the performance, Blackpink avatars were teleported to various iconic locations and, you know, um, you know, PUBG universe. And so with what you're explaining do you see that the role of nft avatars for artists in the metaverse will only expand do you see that there will be like like a separate like trends how people will follow the their, their famous artists like in the future completely and we see this with all these right now the the big fad in december of 2022 is everyone uploading their photos and getting all these avatars where they look like you know, Xena Princess Warrior, or Game of Thrones, you know, like heroes, you know, in, in battle gear or in sexy. I, I did that, you know, yeah. and I, <laughs> I didn't do that because then my my pictures will end up in some Chinese or Russian facial recognition software. Russian. When, yeah. yeah, when they sell the data. So I haven't done it yet. I should actually do that for people I really don't like a lot. Uh, so <laughs> I should upload their pictures and pay for it. But I, I, I'm going to get to it. But what the net net of this is that it's developing so fast that, you know, when I looked and I don't want to put down anything, I'm on Facebook and Instagram all the time. I, I will be uh, get hate mail for saying I still love it. I love everything, but I go away from things toward the new things to really discover because I have a curiosity. And I think this curiosity, I've been seeing avatars that look so real and lifelike. And you know, there are deep fakes, obviously, but when you can go into a metaverse and be, and I could be standing with you, um, 
not separated by a screen, but just sitting in a room, like talking, like that's coming. And that's the game changer is that the, that the technology is catching up with the human imagination right now. It is and true indeed. Like, you know, and sometimes, you know, I feel like we're losing a little bit of human touch because I'm a kind of a person who's more like physical. I need to hug people. I need to touch people. Like, you know, like, even though I, 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 appreciate a lot the virtual experience right but sometimes you know like an old school approach uh, just to have a look and feel and uh, it's also very much needed but there are a lot of applications as you mentioned when people just don't have the opportunity sometimes we during the covid as you mentioned we just couldn't we're just already home and we might as well try to develop a different skills to connect so uh, just to ask you one last question before we go to the audience, right? You know, so can you tell us, please, a little bit like about your your project NFT Oasis, like how it helps artists to adopt um, the innovative metaverse space? Like, you know, if we if somebody's listening to us and he's an artist or she's an artist, like what where where should they start? Well, they should just go to nftoasis.co without the M, just nftoasis.co, and just mm -hmm. sign up. And just sort of we'll we'll set we'll we'll actually have somebody from our team contact them to show you around. You know, like like when you go to a, a place, a party, and the, the the host puts her arm around you and says, Hey, let me introduce you here, let me show you what we do there. Cause we're very different than the current meta. I've looked at some of the metaverses and they look like a Legos game that a six-year-old would would we've had we're we're a company for artists that are artists like I'm a professional musician all the people you mentioned I'm still working on music right now and making music our founder Will O'Brien is putting out his album on Sunday December 11th we're actually artists and not just sort of former hedge fund guys trying to make a killing in web3 and then buy another house somewhere on the beach we're, we're artists so there's a love and appreciation for art and and it's more than just come into this general world people are having their own dream houses in in our space where they can host their own parties or concerts or put their artwork up and invite collectors and friends and fans we're also starting an academy so that people can go in and learn how do i get into the metaverse not just our metaverse or our nft basis but in general how do you get in what do you do if you just put on an oculus for a first time how do you how do you create your own avatar and change the, your hair color or something like we're we're developing an academy of learning because that's been the biggest thing there, there isn't one metaverse there are many different it, it's just a general term for web3 whatever you want to call it but we're we're trying to create an entire environment and community of artists built for artists and musicians and and all kinds of people so that's the, that's the special sauce and we even have a circle of leadership with people who are really successful that that you don't have to travel to dubai to be at a conference you can kind of connect with people that are successful in whatever field you know music or art or finance or or web3 and then the last thing is eventually we're really looking forward and saying like i have a friend who designs avatars why don't we create something where they can get work so that they're not just trying to be on Twitter spaces all day long, but people could see their avatars, find them, and then hire them. So we're also going to be rolling out this freelancer world soon that really helps people who have a special talent get a direct mm -hmm. connection and get work and make money and do what they love. 
That's beautiful. I really love that. And I think you know, a lot of people who are listening right now will appreciate it. And yes, please visit and, uh, the website. I'm sure like the guys will help you to onboard you. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, given having said that, like, you know, we want to you know go directly to the questions. So we have already multiple questions. It is open to our audience. They're asking from different places. Um, so Matt, Matt Adventure from YouTube is asking. So DJ Steve Aoki and 3LIU recently yeah. announced their own new project, PUNXX, uh, um, uh, which is fully inspired by CryptoPunks. So that got me thinking, how will NFTs affect music culture? Well, you know, the, Blau, as the 3LAU is pronounced, and Steve Aoki, I've seen, I know Blau. Yes. Um, his real name is Justin. And, you know, they've been leaders in the space. So they're finding a way to make it real because they're really live DJs. I mean, the NFT thing was for them a novelty. Yes. So I think it's really good because the project, from what I understand, is a live project. They're going to make just live music. And then it expands out from there. And it's sort of like two, two plus two equals ten. It's like, you know, when, when Simon and Garfunkel sang together or Paul and Oates, like they're all good separately, but together. So I'm really excited to see what they come up with. That's the answer. Yeah. Thank you. By the way, yeah, for me, thank you for like, you know, Justin Ball for me is always a mystery how he actually pronounced his like nickname because I started with the three and I'm like, yeah. okay, was this? Yeah, the, the three is like a B. So forgive me for correcting. And, and he's no, no, I'm, I'm actually happy. Like, I'm always like learning from you. Like, it's good. Yeah. Uh, James from Torman for uh, James Torman from LinkedIn is asking so, how, how long will it take until music streaming giants build their NFT music platforms? Uh, Moonsama and new music projects by public pressure generated two million in revenue right after the la its launch. Crazy money for a music project in the bear market. Well, you know, so I, I think there's no question. More like a, it's yeah, like I a mean, general question. Yeah. It's a general question. I mean, what I've seen, and I want to just roll back to answer that question to you saying you like to hug people, you like to be in the present and, and balancing these two worlds, yeah. digital and, and in real mm -hmm. life. I just came back from NFT London. I'm going to be both speaking and hosting at NFT New York, April 14th, uh, April 13th and 14th. There's nothing like being in real life and what i've learned from being last year at nft la nft miami nft new york nft london is that everybody is curious and building right now and and i think all of these music streaming platforms are probably under the hood like putting their toe in the water saying how do we how do we service our users our customers by giving them an additional experience because we don't want to be friendster we don't want to be myspace we want to be the, you know, the, the thing that lasts, that stays around. So I think it would be smart for all of them. Uh, I mean, you'd have to, I'd have to be working at those companies to know their business development. But I think what I found from being on the ground and meeting people who run, you know, uh, brand development for all these Fortune 500 companies is everybody's looking at it right yeah and and we see this trend across the world i mean I'm, there's another interesting question which i found and i'll like million dream from youtube is asking so the fact that the eu hosted a 24-hour metaverse party to appeal to young people and only six people attended shows that the community yeah. and regulators don't really understand each other in your opinion what's the problem here 
The problem is, is that there are two groups of people. The less than 1% that own an Oculus or have a MetaMask wallet, and the 99 point something percent of people in the world that are still, you know, going on normal social media channels. And I'll give you an example, and, and forgive me if I'm saying anything wrong, but, you know, my friend Nile Rogers is one of the most legendary producers, Let's Dance, Get Lucky by Daft Punk. You know, he did something with Nas a year ago, and they thought, well, we're both mm -hmm. superstars. It didn't, from what I heard, it was a disappointing sale. I'll just say that they didn't get what they expected during this huge bull run where if I, if I just sort of like NFT'd like a cigarette lighter, I could make a million dollars or something ridiculous. So year later, Blau does a drop with Nas because he's in the space and it sells out in a minute. So my advice to all mm -hmm. of you listening now and in the future is you've got to be in it to win it. You've got to, you know, giving precedes getting. I have not flipped one NFT and I have collections across OpenSea, um, one of, you know, um, 10 other platforms. And, and I, I'm just a collector. So I'm coming in saying I want to give to the space rather than extract from it. And that's earned trust. And I get on and I champion people who are my friends and I do that. And so what I want to say is, is you have to get in it and become part of the community. If you're part of the community, it, it, it's a group of people envisioning the future and they want to make a better future. So they might buy some ridiculous looking animal photo that looks like a six-year-old druid. And they're not because they love that stupid PFP, but they, they want to support the future. And so they're, whatever they spend, whatever they can afford is, is an investment in their being part of that future. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful way to put it, right? And then, then there is interesting one. So just came back from from Miami. So there's a, a question from CryptoBull44 from Twitter. So uh, the question is: Meta is going all out with their campaign, building Meta House for Miami Art Week, and bringing uh, into the biggest names of female hip hop like Gorilla and Doja Cat. What are the, your thoughts on this example and other major market initiatives for the metaverse? Well, it's, it's just a continuous wave. You know, I went to Miami Basel and NFT Basel last year. I didn't go this year because I had had other things, but I see, you know, it's, it's really pulling the, I mean, there's a basic truth. Celebrity drives eyeballs. You know, when Snoop Dogg shows up to, you know, NFT, a cigarette lighter lighting, it sells out. Okay. So there is a truth to that. But I think what's good about what you just said, a band like Doja Cat, somebody like Doja Cat or Gorillaz, is that what, what Web3 and the metaverse needs to do is expand from just these wonderful DJs, you know, Blondish and, you know, Steve Aoki and people like that into the whole music space. You know, um, Keith Harris that I talked about, who was an NFT Oasis, like he has a kind of funk jazz you know, black eye because he's in the black eyed peas, it's like real players playing. It's not just like robots talking to each other going beep, 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 beep. You know, it's real music. And I think that that's going to get more and more. Like you said, the Rolling Stones, mm -hmm. this, this Zoom live stream that I watched, you know, during the height of the pandemic, and they were all in different countries, different houses. And it was a technical nightmare. You kind of couldn't really 
Charlie Watts, you know, was kind of playing off time and I guess his, his music feed was off or something like that, but it's just getting better and better. And I think more and more people are coming into the space and, but it's still what we have to do. Everyone listening, all of you bring people in, come in and contribute because this is the future. And, yeah. and I, I'm more of a campaigner. I'm like the secretary of state for NFT Oasis. I go to the live conferences. I meet people. I share my experience with them. But but you have to be in it. Like you have to be a builder too. And I've, I'm learning to be a builder through talks like this today. Yeah. So we are builders and we totally understand how, how uh, complicated it is, how much efforts you need to input, like just to base basic education onboarding people like you know one by one as you mentioned just to set up a meta meta wallet that's a step number zero and you only go to step number one or two three yeah. so there are more interesting questions which um i don't know if you maybe i uh, um i haven't heard about it so it's actually exciting to learn so captain hotto is asking from youtube so i've heard that then that the hong kong philharmonic orchestra will have a metaverse concept in the sandbox so the, or the orchestra will be sitting and playing instruments. So how do you see the future of live metaverse performances and concerts? Well, I mean, that's, for me, wonderful news that I'm hearing for the first time, that it's not just a DJ with, you mm -hmm. know, that it's Same. so it, it answers the question I said before, that more and more people are coming in because once you figure out how to set it up, you know, there is a barrier to entry there is what's called friction like figuring out a metamask or figuring out an oculus all of these things take learning and but that's a great that's for me breaking news and it's great and and even at nft oasis that's why we're creating an academy is to show you how do you set up an avatar how do you both put pictures up, you know, in let's say if you have your own little world or a dream house, how do you get a video going? How do you put a link in so it goes to your Twitter or website? So we're in, we're all in this process of development and that proves it right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I was also excited by the question, you know, see, yeah, I always learn from the people who ask. <laughs> so, oh, there's another one. So Raphael uh, from YouTube is asking, so, Old school media player Vinem, I actually remember this one, <laughs> has added support for Ethereum and Polygon-based music NFTs in the latest update. This is big. Do you expect more music players to support NFTs uh, as the demand increases at, at this rate? Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking on December 9th, 2023, and Twitter sells NFTs of... The people who are tweeting, mm -hmm. you can buy a tweet, like people bought Jack Dorsey's first tweet. But you can also just, instead of doing a Twitter space saying, go over to OpenSea to buy my new drop, Twitter will be like, click here and your credit card is uploaded and you can choose between euros or Deutschmarks or, well, Germany's on, on the euro, but you know what I mean, pounds or dollars <laughs> yeah. or Ethereum yeah. or Polygon, Polygon or Tether or Tezos or any of these things, you'll be able to do that. So just expect all of the media. I, I go to a gas station near my house in, in just outside New York City. And in the gas station, there's a Bitcoin like ATM. Like I can buy oh. Bitcoin in my gas station. Like, and I live in this sort of country redneck place, you know, and yet there's like a Bitcoin machine. So it's coming through 
like the unexpected sources that already have the eyeballs. And, and those people have mm-hmm. the money to, to lower the barrier to entry. So you're not just figuring out what a seed phrase is and should I put a comma after each of the 24 words and leave a space? Or if I do it wrong, will all my NFTs disappear? Like it's gonna get easier and easier. Yeah, I 100% agree. So there's um, probably one of the last questions I'll ask you, which is, I think it's really interesting. Uh, Vanguard from YouTube is asking, well, would it be possible for artists in different metaverses to collaborate and are, are projects building interoperability to allow that? Yes, um, I can't say who because I have to let the company, but the company I'm working with on a totally separate matter, I started talking to a different metaverse that had very different way of entering, very different way of being an avatar, very different way of creating, um, very different community, much more corporate, doing big corporate things with companies like the Cannes Film Festival or iHeart or Pepsi. I can name them and I don't know, maybe someone can Google, but you know, we're, we partnered with them. And so instead of us versus them, you know, I'm living in the spirit of abundance. We, our company, NFT Oasis, has this, you know, declaration of abundance because Web2 is, and capitalism is based on I get as much as I can from you. And we're in it and, and, and create rarity and scarcity. Like, you better buy it now. It'll be gone soon. And, you know, we're not in that mindset. We're in a mindset there's enough for everyone. There's 8 billion people on the planet and there's less than 1% that's in this trillion dollar web three market. You know, at the beginning of the year, people said, oh, you know, New York Times said crypto is dead. You know, NFT, everything's all gone wrong. And you know something? I, I, I wrote something yesterday that said, you know, at the beginning of this year, Bloomberg said the entire web three crypto market is a $3 trillion space. And now with this winter, it's a $1 trillion space. And I was like, boo-hoo, $1 trillion. You know, the music business with all of these people like the Philharmonic and, and Doja Cat and Beyonce is a $14 billion a year global industry. Compare that to a trillion dollars. Like we're talking about like one tree versus like an orchard that goes on for miles. So the potential here is extraordinary, hasn't even started. I think that, and Keith Grossman from Time Magazine said this when he was in Miami, Basel, and it's true. He's the president of Time leaving to, to run MoonPay uh, and at the end of this year. And he said, there isn't one metaverse. It's not like the internet where it's this one thing. There are many metaverses right now. And, and that soon they're gonna be able to connect just like I can now on my phone have all the apps that connect to my email and Twitter and this thing and that thing and my travel and food app and everything like it's all in one place. And that's going to happen too in the, in the next five years, it could be sooner, but it's, it's coming that you're no longer walled off in one place or another. 100%. And I think uh, it it, it is coming and it's inevitable because I, I always, want to think about it as marketplaces, you know, like, and uh, different marketplaces have to uh, uh, not only compete, but also create seamless experiences that, you know, the product can be sold in different marketplaces, right? You have Amazon, you have eBay, you have others. So same idea, right? When they, and the fact that they don't, 
share the pricing. There's going to be either a price competition or there will be a collaboration. So very, very simple, inevitable evolution of what we're seeing right now. Um, Mary, always happy to learn from you. Always exciting to have you. And like, uh, we're, we're just, we're just going to keep the intrigue, you know, like, and what you're doing, like, and I thought, I know you're writing a book, you're working on, on some other music production. I'm sure you're going to do a lot of fun stuff. And with your experience, you know, people would appreciate that. We'll share all your information, you know, like your personal information, like in the links to your social media, the, the NFT Oasis website, and then we'll be delighted to collaborate more together in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And everybody, you know, happy days and sunny days are right ahead of you. So keep the faith. You know, this is the time, just like in the end of the 90s, when everyone thought, oh, it's all gone wrong. The internet is a bubble. And then out of that came Netflix and Google and Facebook and everything else that we depend on today. So the good the good years are ahead of us, not behind us. So thank you so much for having me. And, and God bless everyone. 100% we're going to build, we're going to create more, we're going to bring more positivity into the world. And you're helping us uh, actively. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. for Jenny Bullcaster. Um, and then we'll see you in about two weeks. And you can be able to listen to us at 4 p.m. UTC or 11 a.m. EST on YouTube Live, LinkedIn Live, Twitter Live, all the lives possible. So we're going to bring more and more amazing guests like Larry. And uh, I'm going to see you in a bit. Have all a right. Good, a weekend. You too. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye -bye. Stay tuned with Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls.